Instagram stories are an incredibly powerful way to increase the connection and the sales in your business with your clients or potential clients. And in today's episode, I'm going to teach you the three-step framework I use to increase my story views and a few, maybe not so common, but handy and practical secrets to increase your story views. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Fast Forward with Amy show, the show where we lift your life and business with simple strategies. I'm Fast Forward Amy, your host and coach, and I'll bring you a new episode every Tuesday. As a millennial, it almost feels like I've grown up with Instagram and Instagram stories, but uh, that's actually not the case. I remember a time when I was a kid when there were no phones, when there were no computers. I actually even remember my dad having his first, uh, was it a flip phone or just an I don't even remember what it was, but I do remember us sitting in the car and being like, holy shit, you can call someone or no, text someone. It was texting, text someone from the car. (laughs) Ever since that moment, we've come a long way. Uh, A few years after that, I remember me being on um, Messenger, MSN. What's that? Yeah, something like that. Uh, Just always going offline and online to get the attention of my crush. Uh, Changing my username on uh, Messenger was a whole thing. And I remember my oldest brother just, we had one computer in house, sometimes just being like, hey, I'm home now, I'm going to be on the computer. So uh, he would just like like lift me off of the chair and just, the computer was his then. Um, Throughout the ages, (laughs) we've grown to an era where I think Instagram stories has been around for, what, like five years or something now? Longer? Five, six, seven years? Before that, there was a lot more time spent on Snapchat. I feel so old when I say that. Probably Instagram stories have been around for, yeah, six, seven years, maybe. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, Before that, it was Snapchat. And well, in the past few years, we've discovered that Instagram stories are a really great way to get your audience's attention um, and to get them to like you, to follow you, to forward it to friends, and to also get them to buy from you. The reason for that is that often on Instagram stories or on other platforms where stories are being used, because you can kind of use this episode for any type of social media platform, is that videos come as close to a real life human experience as it gets. So video, YouTube, um, Instagram stories, IGTVs, all of that stuff, it just works really well because once people actually look at you, listen to you, get to know your voice, see your body language, it gets them to trust you. There is a huge difference between just writing something that's written down versus seeing someone's body language, hearing their intonation and all of that. That's one of the reasons my podcast works so well, because you can hear the intonation in my voice. But you watching a video of me is even better because then you get like 90% of your information from my intonation, from my body language, all of that. It doesn't even matter that much what I say. You will be like this person who's not in survival mode, but people are just very... Uh, sensitive to everything they see and they're always looking at, can I trust this person? Do I feel a threat? So real life connections work best, right? Whenever I host a conference or a workshop and I meet people in real life, I am 99% certain afterwards they will buy something from me because I will have made an impression and they will like me and they will buy from me because they know this is a real person. I can trust this person is not going to kill me or like screw me over. Video is the second best thing. And Instagram stories or any type of stories are a great way to um, yeah, to, to convince people that they can trust you and thus they buy from you. Because I have a sales framework that's called the AITA framework and it's built on awareness, interest, trust and action. And that means that a lot of people build a sales funnel based on the AITA formula, which is awareness, interest, desire, action. But I have... Um, 
change desire to trust because I think that's one of the biggest challenges for especially small starting entrepreneurs to get enough trust from people so that they know when they are spending their hard-earned money on you, they're not going to get screwed over. So stories work really well, video works really well, and there are ways that you can double, triple your story views. There are ways that you can increase your story views so that you get more people to watch and thus more people to trust you. Now, sometimes the algorithm is fucked up and you can just like you you don't know what happens a few weeks ago I had it my story views dropped immensely and I then reached out to a few friends in the online business coaching industry they were like yeah my story views are dead too it was very weird but it got resolved sometimes things will change in the algorithm sometimes it will just be glitches maybe sometimes the stats don't show reality but we're gonna leave that out of this and I'm just gonna give you a few human easily um a few human easy tips that you can use to increase your story views. The first thing you need to realize is that basically storytelling, in my opinion, and in many, many frameworks, consists of three parts. You open something, you have a middle part, and then you close something. So what I've learned is that, and I'm not a very scientific person, by the way, I won't often quote um books or whatever, because I just learn a lot from analyzing my own stuff and my clients. I know a lot of people consume a lot of content, but actually I learn most from doing and from helping my clients and figuring out what works, what doesn't work. And I've learned that stories, literal storytelling, is how people used to hand over information to next generations because people were literally not able to write, like many, many many moons ago. <laughs> so um, today it is still a thing that when you talk about a brand to your friends, you're going to tell a story. So for example, I follow someone online, Ashley Lemieux. Uh, her username is Ashley K. Lemieux. She's uh, currently pregnant. She has suffered terrible loss throughout her life. They had adopted two kids. Uh, they lost those kids after a few years. Then she got pregnant. She had a miscarriage, became incredibly ill. Now she's almost giving birth. And I just love following her online and it's very easy for me to talk about her story because it's very clear and I have been drawn into her story and I've been rooting for them to please give birth to a healthy baby you know and um, that's how we hand over information to other people so what we want to do ourselves is we want to make sure that we create our own storylines but this episode isn't really about storytelling it's more about that first step towards storytelling and for me, it's about creating an open, middle and close in your stories. So what a lot of people do and what I used to do is just being like, doing this. And then five hours later, doing this now. Hey, have you seen this? But humans don't like those separate pieces of information. They like it when it's very clearly a full circle thing and they can understand. And you know this because that's why you watch an entire series on Netflix in one go. Because it will be like a closed loop. That's why you want to watch a movie with your boyfriend and it's a two-hour movie and you guys are like, oh, but in an hour we should go to sleep. But you still finish the movie because you want to know how the story ends. That's what we want to go and create on our social media. So I want to give you a few very practical tips to increase your story views. And the first tip is that you should always be aware of the open, middle, close. An easy example of that is, for example, when you are traveling, you can be like, hey, packing my suitcase, you film that. That's the opening of the story. Hey, guess where I'm going? People start guessing. Then you actually will make a video of you traveling there. It could be the moving roads. It could be the airplane. It could be something in the moment. And then afterwards, you'll be like, hey, open the door of your Airbnb. You have arrived. That's your close. A few important parts about uh, things about that is that um, this could be 
a very small example of this could be that, for example, I would go for a massage and I'd be like going for a massage, having the massage, leaving the massage. Now, having the massage is difficult to show because I don't want to show people <laughs> that I'm getting the massage. I'm not filming myself getting the massage because that's just weird. Um, so whenever I would want to show that on my stories, for example, I would take a photo of just the massage bed or what is it called? Or maybe um, the, the thing that's next to the bed or just like the place I am it's in because otherwise... I will not have the middle of the story, the actual content of the story. That's really important. It's like when you go to the airplane, you actually have to have footage of being on the airplane as well. Otherwise, for people, there will be like a gap in their brain, like, but where's the plane? It's difficult for me to explain. I do all of this based on feeling, but it is very, very important. So, for example, yesterday, my team went to look at a venue for an event and was like, hey, can you guys film that you were going there? Can you then film the venue? And can you then like close with something? Open, middle, close. We always need that when we are telling stories. Of course, let's assume that we have really great stories. We also need to make sure that people actually want to start watching it. And that's kind of your hook in the open that's really important. And practical tips to do this, for example, on Instagram stories are some of the following things. So I could film myself... By the way, I'm not going to convince you of the fact that you need to use stories or video or whatever. Once you've seen that there is a conversion coming from leads who watch your stories... Uh, you will see like how much it can mean for your business. I will give a personal example though. When I send out an email and I don't make stories about the same thing, the email will convert, but not as good as if I was making stories about the same topic at the same time. It's sometimes it's the culmination effect that really does it. Or I could just make stories without the email that would also work fine. The stories are just incredibly powerful. I love email marketing. I sell a lot through just email and funnels and all of that passively, but when you are launching, for example, stories are great. And when you're not launching, it's a great way to get people to actually connect with you, which is what we want, right? Hey, this is a really quick interruption with a surprise for you. I promise you're gonna love this. I was just in a conversation, actually a power hour, with a client in my mastermind and we were going through her strategy of how to scale her six-figure business to seven figures this year. And I asked her what she wanted and she said, yeah, I want a million, but I also want more time with my kids. I want to stop working evenings and I want to have more energy for what I love doing. And I said, okay, no problem. Let's list out all of your targets. We did exactly that and then we got to work on the key elements she needs in order to grow her six-figure business to a seven-figure business this year and I applied my million methods. Now we worked on this for a little bit over an hour and at the end I was like well this was really valuable why don't I put this into a training to share with my audience and as you are here on a podcast I want to offer this to you for free. Now know that working with me costs 10k for a day. The fact that I'm offering this to you for free is quite a glitch and I am going to delete this after a while. So if you want my million method training, there is only one way you can access it. It's by going to my Instagram, fastforwardamy, and DMing me the word method. If you do that, I'm going to send you my quick 24-minute training where I map out exactly how you can grow your online business from six to seven figures this year. So go to my Instagram, fastforwardamy, DM me the word method, and I'm going to send you the link to this really, really exclusive video training. Okay, bye. Okay, so a um, few 
easy tips to make sure that your openings are better. So chances are, if you've already gotten over yourself to get on video, by the way, if that is something that's difficult for you, I've created a whole page with videos for you on how you can get more comfortable on video and how you can do this better. I explain the open middle close there. I explain things about equipment and it's called my start to video guide page thingy. You can find it through fastforwardamy.com forward slash start to video. I'll link it in this episode. It is really, really solid gold. I get so many questions about, hey, Amy, how do you do it? How do you get confident on camera? I feel so, I don't feel at ease. Um, I don't know which equipment to use. And I'll just be like, even with my friends, I'll be like, fastforwardamy.com forward slash start to video. Like if you have any, <laughs> I told my one of my best friends this. I was like, if you have any questions after that, I'll respond. But please just look at the videos first. Easy resource. I've linked it in the description for you. So... One of the first things, if, you've, if you're already um, comfortable being on video, is that you want to create as many moving images as possible. So I won't just film my face where my face is filling up the entire frame because people are sick of that. My mom has told me many times. <laughs> you want to make sure that there's a little bit more space that you're filming from further away. Maybe put your phone on a tripod or something so you can do that. And that there is moving images. What you create by not only moving is that, well, by moving and by creating space that there's a lot happening behind you, is that people will be like, oh, what's happening there? So for example, I have never created a full house tour, but I will walk through my house and people will be like, what is the layout of her house? What does she have there in her living room? Oh, did she go from the living room to the kitchen? Oh, what color is her kitchen? People will always be, they, they will be paying attention because they will want to follow what is happening in the frame. So moving images and creating a lot more space in your frame is really good. At the same time, when you are then walking through your stories, not literally, but actually like going through your stories. Um, it's good to also switch frame. That could be make yourself bigger or smaller on the screen. You could do that by being closer or further away from the camera or by actually filming and then making the, the, the rectangle of you in the video closer or bigger, just switching it up. It's the same as uh, why they, in Netflix series, why they will film from different angles. If everything would be filmed statically in a series, you would also be far less interested. So the next time you're watching your favorite TV show, pay attention to how they're switching camera angles. Basically, you want to do the same with your stories if you want to keep attention high. But we weren't keeping attention high, we were talking about how to grab people's attention. So grabbing people's attention... In my opinion, easiest way with moving images. So that means video. It doesn't necessarily have to be you talking on video. Yesterday I uploaded uh, stories um, to Countdown until the end of my launch. And I started with a video of me in my car driving. And it was like, you saw the GPS and you saw me. Then you saw me zoomed out. Then you saw the road. So a lot was happening and I had just put some text over it. Even better would have been if I would have then made a voiceover over that video. But... We're also going for 80-20 here, right? We can't do everything perfectly, but we do want to make sure that we don't miss out on that first story that will kind of decide if people want to continue watching your story or not. So moving images, first thing. And then the next thing to realize is that you want as much engagement as possible on your stories. So what happens in those first two stories, first three stories uh, means a lot because it maybe you're not using moving images, but you're using static content like photos. What could work really well is that you added that you add a couple of polls on your story. So the first two, three slides of your stories could be polls, yes or no polls, or like left and right polls where you ask a question 
imagine I'm creating a story about time management. I'd be like, hey, um, at the end of the day, the day, do you sometimes feel overwhelmed? Yes. Okay. Um, do you feel like your to-do list is always growing and never ending? Yes. Do you feel like, uh, I don't know, a third question? Then it would be really easy for me to pitch something afterwards if that was what I wanted to do because people have already said yes, yes, yes. Or even just on clicking on the note just to get them to engage with your stories um, makes it so that they're uh, kind of like invested in following the rest of your stories. The mistake people make there is that they use question boxes and that they make really difficult questions, which is when people will zone out and not interact. So you want to make it really easy, so easy that the, the viewer can't help but press the button, right? Um, so creating taps at the beginning of your story can really help uh, boost engagement. And one thing that also helps is making sure that your engagement um, happens by people actually just sending you a DM based on that story, replying to your story, literally, or by creating sort of before and after shot. So a few months ago, I was in Spain with my mom and I had taken a photo of my legs on my normal camera frame, which is like one on iPhone. And then I had taken the same photo on uh, 0.5 and I had posted it like camera one, camera 0.5. And I had seen in the stats that people were tapping back and forth, back and forth, like thousands of times, way different compared to other stories. My story views were at an all time high because people were just going back and forth, back and forth, which I don't really know how it works. On the one hand, it makes it so that people are invested in your story and they'll keep watching. But the way I've interpreted this is that Instagram also then knows like, oh, people are interested in this. We'll push this content to more people and you'll show up on more people's like homepage with your little story circle. That's kind of how it works. Um, so all of those things can increase your engagement. Now, you might have only been watching um, the amount of story views you get and who's watching your stories. For starters, stop scrolling through who's watching your stories, even if the guy you're dating is watching or not. Like, don't waste any time on that. Create, like, waste your time on creating content, but don't waste time on, like, who's watching my stories? No one cares. Um, secondly, next to watching who viewed your stories, uh, you have your stats. And in the stats is where you can learn about this engagement. So how many people replied? How many people exited? How many people uh, tapped on a poll? Stuff like that. Well, the polls actually display within the who saw your stories, but... Whenever you're looking to improve something, have a look at what do you already know? What is your current as is and where do you want to be? If you're like, okay, I want to double my story views. Good. How many story views do you have right now? Let's go and double those. That would be amazing. It's just getting more eyeballs to you and what you do. And in the end, more sales. Now, one of the things that um, can help you to... Um, actually get people's attention throughout the story, so we're in the middle now, is obviously subtitling. Uh, I think 80% of people watch stories without subtitles. Um, I would prefer they do listen because your voice has a much bigger persuasive effect, which is why I have a podcast. I know that once people listen to me for like 20, 30 minutes, maybe even once they will have a much higher sense of trust with me because you might now think that I'm your best friend. Hey, bestie. <laughs> so subtitles help a lot um, but if it's about are you gonna post without subtitles or not gonna post then I would still prefer you just post without but it does help to keep people's attention high what I also do is I will highlight certain words in certain colors to keep people's attention just like when you would write an article you would also use headlines um, words in bold underline words I think Posting a review is something something I do sometimes. Just posting a review or like underlining different parts of a review. There's a massive difference and people will hold down the screen and keep watching. 
the more time people spend on your content, the more time people will spend on your content. Or the more time people will spend on your content, the more people will spend time on your content because you're constantly giving the signal, hey, this is great content. Now, there's also a big thing is that people are like, you should post throughout the day multiple times. This is something I used to do uh, to get a lot of views because you will keep it getting bumped up in the row. Lately, I've been changing this though to uploading an entire story just in one go so that there's also a very strong opening and then the entire story will be there. Because what I saw happening is that, you know, after 24 hours, your stories disappear and then the start of a story would disappear and then there would be just like a middle and people would have no clue what the fuck I was doing. So um, yeah, pay attention to that. You can choose, spread it out or not. For me, what's currently working best is just dropping all of my stories in one go and making sure it's a very clear loop. I almost feel uncomfortable and sharing so much. Um, it I make it sound really simple, but I've spent years and years on um, understanding and improving how all of this works. Am I oversharing, Robin? Are we giving away gold? She's not replying. <laughs> She's just looking at me angrily. <laughs> um, for me, the big thing in the middle and then the close of the story is that in the middle obviously you're giving away your content so either that could be showing the journey or it could be um delivering your tips or like hey i did three things okay you show the three things and then you close off with one thing it's just very needed that you have one core message and this is one of my biggest challenges i always have a ton of shit to talk about but you want to make it so that you close um with a very clear message and in terms of sales when i have a call to action towards like register now what i will always do is when I've created my stories I will go back and watch them pretending I'm an outsider and then be like do I have a strong close is there a strong call to action at the end is there a strong conclusion or a recap because too often we just leave it like open-ended but you know how much you hate watching a movie where you don't know how it ended so don't do that with your stories always make sure you have a good close the close could simply be good night or logging off or a video of you shutting your laptop something that indicates closure or it could just be like very strong like do this now bye um what i use in all of this is just when i so whenever my friends react to my stories i know i did a good job because i know it was funny and it was close to like my own authenticity uh and just when i see the story views going up and up it means that there was a lot of interest but I like to pretend that social media is just my friend and that I'm just talking to one person on the other side. And when I watch them myself and I like kind of screen them, I'm just like, okay, would I be interested if someone else had created this? Often the answer is no. And then I know that I just did not do a great job. And sometimes I'll let it go. And sometimes I'll be like, okay, I'll, de I'll delete everything and start over. Now you might think, wow, that's a lot of work. But that is my storefront. The stories are where a lot of people walk in from me. So... Uh, it's also in one of my biggest challenges is to create proactive time to create the stories instead of doing it at the end of the day as an afterthought because it's one of the things that really drives my business and not just sales it drives new traffic it drives connection but we've also created a fast forward academy account where we create stories for our own clients and we invite them to come to the calls for example where we pitch the new speaker or we pitch the sessions just constantly pulling people in is just so important and i think Increasing your story views, it gives you an easy opportunity to increase your views like and to double them. That might mean double the sales, double the people to attend your calls, double the people to forward your stories to someone else. So it is definitely worth it. What I want you to remember from this episode is open, middle, close, and to then boost engagement 
at the beginning, at your opening. So polls could be question marks as if you're good at them. Um, before and afters, moving images, remember the bigger frame. Then in the middle, make sure that you don't forget to show the middle, otherwise you actually don't have any useful content. And then don't forget to close off with a very clear one thing to do and not a thousand different things or to leave it open-ended, okay? I hope you liked this short, shorter episode on increasing your story views. If you have more questions like this, like everyday stuff that pops up, you're like, oh, Amy, how do I increase my story views? Or something else, you can always just send them to me on Instagram in my DMs, fast forward Amy, or leave a review on um, Apple Podcasts and maybe let us know what you want us to talk about next time and we will take it into account and look at if we can create more content like this. And remember what I said, if you're struggling with getting on video or you want to feel more confident or you want to know which gear we use and and that I personally recommend, you can go and grab our Start to Video course. It is free for you because you're coming from here on the podcast and you can find it through fastforwardemi.com forward slash start to video. Good luck and uh, have a happy day. By the way, I almost forgot to tell you, but as always, you can find the recap of this episode and all of the links and like the freebie I offered you through fastforwardamy.com forward slash number of this episode. So when you go to my website and you click on podcast, you can find all of the recaps of of all of the episodes, which is like a lot. Uh, But if you just insert fastforwardamy.com forward slash number of the episode, you can find everything too. So if you're walking around or I don't know, cooking, cleaning, whatever it is you do when you listen to podcasts, um, just write that down in your notes and go and check out the article later.